everybody. I am your host, Michael Lombardo. Welcome to Awaken Podcast. I have an incredible show for you today. I am so blessed to have my guest on here. Many of you uh, probably know who she is. Before I introduce her and we get into the content of where we want to go here today, I just want to share scripture. And for those of you who listen to Awaken Podcast on a regular basis, you will know that I always love to dive into the scriptures and start with a scripture that I really believe encompasses where we're going today. And so I just love the word of God. Um, a new show of Awaken Podcast airs every Monday and Thursday here on the Charisma Podcast Network. It's also streamable on Apple and Spotify and Google Play, pretty much anywhere podcasts are listened to. We always have amazing people on the show that are doing incredible feats around the world with Jesus. And also just have some teaching shows where we break down revelation from the word of God to really show you Jesus in a brand new way and just dive into the scripture so we could truly walk out this life in Christ. And so I'm going to read from Galatians chapter three. This is verse 13, Galatians three thirteen, and this is out of the new American standard Bible. And the apostle Paul says this, that Christ redeemed us from the curse of the law, having become a curse for us. For it is written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. I I love this scripture because Jesus, he didn't just redeem us from sin, the power of sin, the penalty of sin. He became a curse for us on that tree so that we can live curse-free in the beauty and the perfection and the abundance and the resurrection life of Jesus. So we do not need to be held down by addiction and poverty and brokenness and depression and fear and all of these things from the enemy, from the evil one that are in this world, the spirit of the age that is encompassing so many people's lives, attacking so many people's lives. We could live above. We could be victorious in Christ. That is our inheritance. This is who we are. And I believe this scripture really tackles it so well. Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. He hung on a tree on our behalf. He was cursed so that we can live curse-free. And my guest today wrote an incredible book about this. And Marilyn Hickey is my guest. At the age of 42, she responded to God's call in her life to cover the earth with his word. And the natural inclination to reach out, celebrate people and culture were traceable in, 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 in Marilyn's formative years. And she had no idea how God would send her around the globe teaching the Bible and building bridges with people and cultures and of all different kinds of religious backgrounds, especially in the Muslim world, which is amazing. And the Lord has continued to open doors of opportunity for Maryland in over 138 countries. This includes private meetings, prayer with high-ranking Muslim and Hindu government officials. Her lectures on healing in the Bible have broken records for the largest public meetings ever held in some of these nations' history, including Cairo and Egypt and Pakistan. And year after year, Marilyn and her daughter, Sarah Bowling, many of you know Sarah Bowling. She's been on the show a couple times with me sharing her heart, her books, her ministry. Um, You know, they cross unfriendly borders with Bibles, teaching materials, books translated into native languages, often at a great personal risk. They carried the gospel to all kinds of nations, Pakistan, Italy, Morocco, Ethiopia, etc. They have a wonderful TV program today with Marilyn and Sarah. And so no no, uh, further ado, Marilyn, thank you so much for joining me on the broadcast. Well, it's a privilege. It's an honor. Thank you, Michael. And I remember growing up, you know, my mother would watch you on TV and so into the ministry and receive from your teaching ministry. And she's been to several of your conferences and meetings and read a lot of your books. And, you know, so I grew up hearing a lot about you and your ministry. And I've just gleaned from you and from your incredible work, you know, over the past um, decade for sure. And so I'm so grateful to have you on the broadcast. It's an honor to talk to you today. 
Well, I love doing this. Okay. <laughs> amazing, amazing. And so one thing, you know, the show's called The Waken Podcast, and I always love to hear about how the Lord first awakened the heart of my guest. How did you encounter the Lord for the first time, Marilyn? Well, uh, I I just encountered him giving me a hunger for him. Yeah. We lived in a little town in Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And I said, and we went to the Methodist church, and I said, Lord, I want to go where you are. Yeah. What church are you in? Are you in the Baptist? Are you the Lutheran? What are you? And he said, I am in the Word. And that's (laughs) what got me started being hooked on the book. Wow. So (laughs) I began to read the Word, memorize the Word, then I heard... Kenneth Hagin's teaching and faith teaching. And so that's kind of the process of it. Yeah, absolutely. Kenneth Hagin, my mother introduced me to Kenneth Hagin as well. I think one of the first books I read was The Believer's Authority, and that was life-changing oh, for me. That's his best, I think. <laughs> yeah, I devoured it. I think I've read it seven or eight times since I was born again. Oh, but... my. <laughs> I, I need to read it again. It's so good. <laughs> it's a book you got to keep going back to for sure. And so you do, you do. Yeah, we got to keep reminding ourselves of the, these truths so we could walk in them. We it, have to practice it. Absolutely, not just know it. Practice. Hmm. Absolutely, I agree a hundred percent. You've written so many books, and as of late, um, you have released a book entitled "Breaking Generational Curses." And I'd love to dive into the content here um, and lay a foundation. You know, for many people who are listening, maybe they don't understand what um, a general cur- uh, generational curse is. Maybe they have their own ideas of what it is. But according to the Word of God, what is a generational curse? Well, a generational curse has to do with a weakness in a sinful behavior. And it's something that is passed down from generation to generation. And we understand this physically more than I think we do in the spirit, mentally and emotionally. Mm-hmm. But all of it has to go together. So a lot of times when parents are are alcoholics, their uh, grandparents were alcoholics, and then you see the children become alcoholics. Mm-hmm. And we need to know that we don't have to be under that curse or right. under that sin or under that weakness mm-hmm. that Jesus set us free. He came to set the captive free. Yes. So I think I saw this in my family. My father had two mental breakdowns. Now, I understand that my great-grandfather had mental and emotional problems as well. Mm. And when I was 36 years old, I was under a lot of pressure. And the devil said to me, you're just like your father. You're going to have a nervous breakdown just like he did. And... I cried out to God. I said, I'm just like my father, and I'm going to have a nervous breakdown. And God said, I am your father. I never had a mental breakdown, and you never will either. So I focused then on what my father said. And Jesus was bruised for our iniquities, and he endured the cross so that we could be like him. Mm -hmm. And I believe when you get born again, you are free from the curse. Amen. I agree 100%. When I first got saved, too, there was a lot of issues in my life, and um, I was a drug addict, and God broke drug addiction off of me. 
um, just one touch in his presence and God delivered me from drug addiction. But there was a lot of different uh, debilitating factors and kind of symptoms that came out of that. I remember my hand for a little while would shake and I think it just, you know, it just had to do with the abuse on my body. And uh, my grandfather on my on my dad's side had um, Parkinson's. He had a touch of Parkinson's and he would shake, his hand would shake. And I remember the devil just whispering in my ear, just lying to me. See, you're going to have the same thing your grandfather had. It runs in the family, mm. you know? And he would, I would get all these lies that would be whispering in my ear. And I remember, thank God, I... You know, I went to a beautiful church, Pastor David Titamola in New Jersey. I grew up in his church, Word of Faith preacher. Oh, I love them. Yeah, I know them. You know them. Yeah, he he passed on a couple of years ago to be with the Lord, but he left such a legacy and he imparted into my life oh, yeah. and I served him for years and he really preached the Word of Faith and I got Kenneth Hagin books and I learned from your ministry and my parents introduced me to that. And so even as a young believer, I remember just standing. And just saying, no, absolutely not. I do not come into agreement with that. I will walk in the abundance of Christ. And there's a lot of things, even if it's generationally or just in general, the enemy will whisper in our ear, but we need to know the word of God because this is not our portion. This is not our inheritance. It is not our inheritance at all. And I think because we hear so much on physical things, Mm -hmm. you know, well, your father was a diabetic, so you probably will be. Mm-hmm. Then we take it into the mental and yeah. the emotional. And so, and I understand my great grandfather would beat his animals, and there was a cruelty on that side of the family. Mm-hmm. But Jesus sets the captive free, and that's <laughs> yes. everything. 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 Fully abundant <laughs> life. Is. Fully abundant life. We could be free from everything he died for us to be free from. And so this is this is this is amazing. A lot of people I know that God is gonna get this podcast and your book into the right hands so people could begin to stand firm and not settle for less than what their inheritance oh is in Christ. Absolutely not. You're a new creation in Christ. That's spirit, soul, and body, I believe. Oh, I agree. And a lot of people don't take it into their body, but I do. Oh, 100%. I believe in the healing power of the Lord, too. And so there are believers, you know, the Bible talks about, and I quoted earlier, about Jesus taking this curse for us, that he became a curse for us on that tree, and he did that in our behalf. And so there's a lot of believers still that are struggling, you know, they're um, born-again believers, the Spirit of God dwells in the inside of them, and, um, you know, and living curse-free is their inheritance. How would you encourage someone, you know, in terms of they're just struggling and they really just can't overcome. And I know that healing is also our portion, but we need to contend for that as well. What would you say to someone who's like, I've just, I just don't know what to do. There's just, this thing keeps attacking me. I just can't shake it. Well, I believe with all my heart, you need to get the promises that go with what you need. Yeah. So, you know, and one that covers everything is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, mm-hmm. you know. So I get up in the morning and I speak, I suppose I speak 40 promises. And that's the way I start the day. I say, good morning, Father. Good morning, Jesus. Good morning, Holy Spirit. This is your beloved Marilyn. <laughs> now, yes. you know, people can say, well, you're really arrogant. But he calls you beloved over 60 times in the New Testament. So if he's saying you are, you can say it. And so I say what he says. And then I speak certain things because it says, you know, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be thou removed, cast in the sea, shall not doubt in his heart, 
that believes that those things which he saith shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So to me, that is real key for my life. Mm-hmm. And, you know, sometimes I'm going into nations, they're threatening my life. And, you know, I'm taking Psalm 512. I'm surrounded with favor like a shield. Amen. You know, I love people and people love me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. That's right. He is a wall of fire around us and the glory in the midst. Oh, he is. <laughs> so powerful. The word of God is so powerful. We need to grab hold of the word of God and activate it in our lives through confession and through walking it out and through just getting it in us, just getting it in us through and through. When I first got saved, um, I had some physical issues um, in certain areas and I need, I was contending for my healing and I was a new I was a new believer and I was a little, uh, honestly ashamed to tell people about what I was going through. I didn't want people to get involved that I was going through, which I don't think was right, but the Lord met me where I was and I got a book in my hands by E.W. Kenyon called oh. called Jesus the Healer and it said multitudes were healed oh. while reading this book and yeah. it ignited faith in my heart i said lord you you answered my prayer you got this book in my hand like you know no one uh-huh. gave it to me i found it you know as i was looking through my mother's books and i was like this is the lord and i remember it's a teeny book and i just absorbed it and i just memorized all the scriptures and i just quoted them every single day every time a lie would flow into my brain every time a fiery dart would try to get into my mind, I would just quote the word of God and I would stand on the word. That was my ultimate reality. I had the, my heart had to cling to that in faith and I did receive the breakthrough for my healing supernaturally. See, the word works is so powerful, <laughs> you know, and right now I'm memorizing another chapter of Ephesians mm. and I notice how it helps me in my daily life. And I'll speak it through the day, maybe five or six, 10 times, but Speaking that promise, that's the way you move mountains. Whosoever yeah. shall say to the mountain, how are you going to move the mountains out of your life if you don't speak the promise to them? So promises work with problems, Michael. Beautiful. I love that. Promises work with problems. Oh, that's so good. That is so See, good. We, we will speak the problem and speak the problem, but that's not going to change it. Mm-hmm. You speak the promise that goes with the problem. Mm-hmm. That's the key. Oh, yeah. Pastor, so, you know, when yeah. I say I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, maybe I have jet lag. <laughs> I'm in another country, and I'm supposed to get up and have a healing meeting. <laughs> I don't even know what time it is, you know. <laughs> and so I speak the promise. Yes. You know, I can do all things, or I have different ones that I speak for different occasions. I just think this is key. I speak them in the morning, especially because I want to face the day with the promises that take care of the problems. That is such a good practice, waking up and the first thing out of your lips, the word of God. What an incredible practice. And even just in weakness, God's grace being sufficient and his his power being perfected in our weakness. I think it just even gives God even more glory when, let's say you're going overseas and you're jet lagged and you have a healing meeting. It's like, I can't do this. (laughs) It's got to be you, Jesus. You know, it gives him even more glory. Right. I agree. (laughs) And speaking to those things sometimes when you can really, you know, I have people threaten to kill me. Mm-hmm. And speaking the promise, you know, I, I'm fear-free. Nobody's going to kill me, mm-hmm. you know. And I spe- start speaking before I get there. Absolutely. And that's important. I speak them on the airplane. Mm-hmm. 
I I love oh, I love how the word works. Yes. I love it. Yes. And when I was in Mozambique, I actually met my wife in Mozambique, Africa with Heidi Baker's ministry. We served yes. for we served for several years over there with Irish Global in Mozambique. And, you know, a lot of things over there was like, you know, sickness and there was malaria and people getting, you know, coming down with all kinds of sicknesses. And one thing the Lord told me in prayer when, you know, everyone was taking the malaria medication and I'm not against taking medication and all of that and being wise. I'm not saying that, but I was in a time of prayer and the Lord spoke to me and he said, you are uh, immune to malaria. And I, I received it and I didn't take my malaria medication after that. Again, disclaimer, not telling people not to take medication, but the Lord spoke to me specifically and said, you are, you are free from malaria. You are, you know, and so I began to speak out. No, malaria can't touch me. I am a sickness free zone. Anything that touches me will die, you know? And I just began to speak that out of my lips. Any kind of fear, anyone speaking fear or doubt or unbelief. You know, I would uh, I would confess the opposite and I would speak the word of God. Even Pastor David DeMola, he would always say, if you said anything negative around him, he would say, well, you want to touch and agree on that? You know? oh, that's good. It would put that's it, it, He would put his that hand out. Provokes you, yeah. <laughs> and people look at him like, no, you know, actually, I don't want to touch and agree on that for sure. No, absolutely not. <laughs> and so anyway, it's just the word of God is so powerful. And sometimes it's like a seed. You don't see the results right away, instantaneously, sometimes. Sometimes you do, sometimes you don't. You just got to keep believing, exercising your faith, speaking the word. It will flourish and grow at the right time. You know, we want instant results sometimes, you know, and um, it's and, just... Go ahead, Marla. And Michael, I think you need to look for people to speak promises to mm. and get them to do it. Yeah. So I will call some people that I know are just out of it. And just say to them, you know, this is a scripture I'm speaking for you today. I'd like you to speak it too. Mm-hmm. And get those people doing what will break that generational thing or that weakness or yeah. fear or anxiety. Get them saying it to you so you get them to practice. Don't you agree? Oh, I agree 100%. You, you talk about, you get really practical in your book as well about how you, you recommend how believers can go about ridding themselves of these generational, you know, weaknesses in their bloodline. What would you say just in prayer practically if someone's like I just can't shake this? What what can I do practically? As well, you know, speaking the word of God, getting promises, all of that, but you you go into it a little bit more um about, you know, kind of bringing things before the Lord. Well, I think getting promises and I speak a certain number of promises every morning. Mm-hmm. Starting your day with the promise. Mm-hmm. That's very key. And you may not feel like it. You may feel tired. You may feel out of it. You might even feel sick. But speaking those promises begins to get you focused on your faith. Yeah. And that's very key. So I have them speak promises. And sometimes I have some people I call. And there's a woman I'm calling right now. And her husband has had a stroke. And I speak promises with her. Yes. Financial promises. She doesn't know how she's going to live. And we speak what God says. Now, you know, when I call, she starts the call with the promise. Amen. That's so good. That is so good. And, you know, something that we talk about, you know, generational curses is one thing, but some people don't really understand the flip side of that as well. There's something, you know, there's a scriptural principle about generational blessings as well. Oh, I would love to oh. talk about that. Well, generational blessing, if you can look at the things where 
you do well in. Mm -hmm. You know, I did well in foreign languages. I was very interested in nations. Little did I know that God would call me to cover the earth with the Word. But if you can look at your process and how God is in the process of it, it is wonderful. And I'm looking at that with my grandchildren, with Sarah's children. Mm -hmm. You know, the process of where their interest is, the process of where they're successful. Watching these from the time they're tiny going on, it's awesome. Oh, yeah. It's awesome. Oh, absolutely. You know, it's one thing like when God blesses you financially to be able to store up even, you know, um, blessings for your children to, to, to think generationally, I think is very important. And not only financially, of course, financially, but spiritually, you know, we go through battles as believers and we break ground and we advance in the kingdom of heaven and we get to pass on not only the stories and the testimonies of the Lord Jesus in our lives, but we get to impart into the next generation. And, you know, and we get to impart these gifts to them, gifts that we've contended for. Or we, you know, we, we've had to believe God against adversity. And I just believe that we could pass on these things to our children and our children's children where they won't have to go through the same things we went through. Well, and I look at uh, families that are serving God and their grandparents serve God, their great-grandparents serve God. You set up generation blessings. Mm. That is really key. What, What do you want your children to have? What do you want your grandchildren to have? What God did you get from your parents that was good, Mm -hmm. you know? And some of the things, you know, as I said, when my father had so many mental breakdowns and the devil really talked to me that I was going to Mm -hmm. have him. And, you know, when he said, you're just like your father, and I said that, or he didn't say it, I said it, I'm just like my father, I'm going to have a mental breakdown. He said, that's right, you're just like your father, I'm your father, I never had a mental breakdown, you never will either. You have to claim who you, what you have and who you are in your father, and you may have to do it 10 times a day, Absolutely. but it's worth it. It works. Mm-hmm. It's the process you know, and we want to snap our fingers, but the yeah. process is very important. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, we want we want the instant. This generation, you know, everything's at our fingertips. We want things to happen quickly, you know. But you know, there's a it's a beautiful thing. It's it's a seed. It's an eternal seed. The word of God is an eternal seed that is planted in our hearts, and over time, with the right environment, with the presence of God, with the you know continuing to till the ground of our heart and the sun the presence of God and just continuing to water the word that is in our heart, it will grow. It will, it will germinate. It will become something beautiful over time, you know, and we need to understand that we're growing and we're, we're moving towards something. It doesn't always happen, right? We love the instantaneous breakthroughs and miracles, but God also delights in the process so much. I agree. He loves the process. And that process needs to be used every day. Every day. I agree 100%. And salvation. Salvation is some is the greatest generational blessing. Like my, I love, I love how like my grandmother. She, um, my it's my uncle. My it's on my mom's side. Um, my grandmother, her son died. He got drunk and he jumped into a lake and he he drowned. And um, my family on my mom's side, um, weren't believers at the time. 
but my grandmother got invited to a Catholic church um, and there was a priest that was spirit filled and preaching the word and she got radically saved and filled with the spirit. And she brought my mom to church and my mom got saved and my mom brought the um, blessing of salvation to my father and from my mother and father to all of us. And now it's going to my children because we're bringing Jesus to me and me and my wife's children. And it's just beautiful how that legacy just continues. And it's hard. Like my mom had to confess the word of God. I was a rebel as a teenager. I wanted nothing to do with Jesus. All the words that my mom got about my life didn't seem true for a good period of years in my teenage years, but she continually with my father would confess the word of God. He is a man of, of God after your own heart. He loves what you love, hates what you hate. He's got a heart, you know, and she would confess the word when it seemed completely opposite. <laughs> and look at you. <laughs> <laughs> it's just well, Jesus. the word can't return void. Mm. So if you're if you are speaking it, speaking it, you have to know that you're going to get the results of it. And sometimes it takes a time. Like I pray over nations, you know, of the world, and really memorized the nations of the world and prayed over them. Mm-hmm. Did I know I would be going to them? And mm-hmm. when I would pray over the Muslim nations, I always had a warm heart. Did I think I was going to be going? I just was doing the process. Yeah. I was just praying over them because I wanted God to move in them. And those nations are the nations I've been to. Yeah. But I got in the process. Mm-hmm. So I think I'm just going to make this real simple. You get in the process by reading your Bible. Mm-hmm. If you haven't, if you don't have a plan, I think you plan to fail. Yeah. So start with the New Testament. Put aside a certain amount of the word that you pray every day and mm-hmm. check it off. You yeah. know, have a little checklist and check it off. And that begins your process. So it gets to be, if you didn't read your Bible that day, you think, oh my goodness, I didn't read the Bible today. And that process begins. It doesn't just start, boom. It starts with those processes in your life. And I know I'm in another process of what I'm believing for on some things. So I think, how can I say this, Michael? I think we always need to have a process going. Mm-hmm. What do you think? Oh, I agree, because we're going from glory to glory and faith to exactly. faith. Exactly. Strength to strength. Strength to strength. Faith oh. to faith. Mm. Yeah. And so, you know, I think I'm going to do, do some of my greatest things when I'm 89. Yes. <laughs> and people say, when are you going to retire? I say, well, I am retired. What do you mean you're retired? You're in the ministry all the time. I said, I know it. Retiring is doing what you like. I'm doing what I like. (laughs) (laughs) It's giving you life. Yeah. Uh huh. And my neighborhood, I'm seeing God do things in my neighborhood. I live in a cul-de-sac. And so there's a man to my right. And so the other day I saw him, he didn't look well. And he's, I said, you know, how are you, Michael? He said, well, I have cancer. Mm. And so I said, so we started visiting a little bit, and I said, now, Michael, are you born again? Oh, yes, I am born again. And then we began to talk about the process of his healing, and he's standing in faith. That's my neighbor. So I have an idea that this summer 
now as it gets warmer, that I'm going to invite my neighbors to come outside and have a Bible study with me, just a faith study. You know? Yeah, that's a great idea. Some of them aren't saved, and I think they can attract the others. And they all like to drink, and so they probably will bring alcohol, and I'll bring Seven Up. So <laughs> I love alcoholics. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> perfect. Alcoholics love me. Yeah, it's the Lord, the Lord How Jesus. How are we going to get these people? Come on. Uh huh. We're going to love them. Mm hmm. Yeah, Jesus drew all kinds of people when he was walking the earth. <laughs> oh, the alcoholics, the prostitutes, everybody was just wanting to be around Jesus, and he just loved it, right. you know? He loves them, you know, love the right. sinner, you know? Um, but at the same time, you don't you don't agree with what they're doing, but you draw them in. God, he's not religious. I just, I just love, you know, God's heart for the world. He sent his son for the world, and I agree with you 100% that we're always going to go from glory to glory. And I'm a young man, I'm 32 years old, and I got saved 12 years ago, and I've been you know, with all of my heart wanting to serve the Lord and, and, and walk with him. And God has been so gracious and so amazing. And his blessing has been overwhelming and just seeing God, you know, touch so many lives around the world. I've been to over 12 countries preaching the gospel, seeing people saved and healed. And, you know, God's given me a lot of opportunities in favor. And I'm so grateful for that. And I'm just excited for my whole life, you know, lived for the Lord. I just believe it doesn't matter where you at and your walk with the Lord. If you're in your early twenties, teenage years, or if you're in your seventies or eighties, God's always got something for us. We're always growing. We're always being stretched and we're always, you know, I don't think there's ever a time where we're not growing. So I agree with that 100%. That's such a good perspective. And um, I feel your face splashing over on me. Yeah. So I'm going to another level of faith from being around Michael Lombardo. <laughs> Thank you so much. Absolutely. I I feel my faith supercharged right now, just talking about the oh. Lord and talking about the scriptures like this and the promises of God. And so for those who are listening right now, Marilyn, what would you, I just feel like there's people in bondage and people that are struggling and they're having a hard time with their emotions and they're wrestling through um, generational curses like this and and they just don't really um, know how to get out and they're trapped. What would you, just to kind of close this out, would you, I would love for you to just maybe an encouraging word for them and also however you feel led, total freedom and just maybe time of prayer to pray for them. Well, the Bible says you can send the word. Yes. And the word cannot return void. So I would like for everyone who feels like there's a weakness and some kind of whatever, if you want to call it a curse working in you, I would like for you to put your hand on your body right now, and we're going to pray and send the word, and the word cannot return void. Mm. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, pray with me now. I send the word into my body, into my spirit, into my soul, mind, emotions, and the word can't return void. And the word is working mightily and powerfully in me, and it won't return void. And I'm going to speak your promise to every mountain, to every problem, and I'm going to get what's on the other side of the mountain. In Jesus' name, yes. amen. Thank you, Jesus. And I just feel like... Michael, I, you're wonderful. <laughs> I love being with you. Okay? <laughs> Such a joy. And I even just feel something as you were praying. I just feel like there's people that... Um, want the gift of tongues and they want and they're craving the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. And I would just love to pray. And Lord, I just thank you right now in the mighty name mm-hmm. of Jesus yes. that you would just loose their tongue and that they would receive their prayer language. And I just thank you, Holy yes. Spirit, for baptizing them right now in your Holy Spirit and fire. 
And I just thank you, Lord, that they're receiving you completely by faith right now, a gift from heaven, Lord, just like on Christmas Day, opening up a gift. You can't earn it. You can't deserve it. It is the gift of God. And I just thank you, Lord, for just baptizing their mind and their heart in your Holy Spirit right now in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Wow. Thank you, Marilyn. It's such a good time talking to you. I feel I feel strengthened with might in my spirit right now. Thank you. It's been it's it's been great well, talking I to you. Well, I do too. <laughs> You're contagious, Michael. <laughs> so are you. Praise God. You're For- contagious. Absolutely. We go from glory to glory, strength to strength, faith to faith. We're just going and winning people, and we love sinners, and sinners adore us. Amen. Amen. Okay. <laughs> How could people get a hold of your resources and even connect with the global ministry that you have? Well, they can get a hold of us through our website, uh, Marilyn and Sarah mm-hmm. dot com, or you can call eight 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 six three seven four five four five. Right. You can get our book on breaking generational curses. Mm-hmm. Awesome. You can get that on the website and everywhere else. They can call in and get all the information right. about your ministry. Right. Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Marilyn. It's been such a joy. Uh, For those who are listening right now, thank you so much for tuning in to Awaken Podcast. Make sure to subscribe, rate, review the podcast to help us get this out to more people so they can be challenged, inspired, and blessed by the gospel of our Lord Jesus. Look forward to to speaking to you next time on Awaken Podcast.